to the Craft Beer Marketing Awards, Marketing on Tap podcast. This is episode 17, and we are sponsored by the EGC Group, your CBMA's co-founders, and your podcast co-hosts, Jim McCune and Jackie DeBella. Hi, I can't believe we're on episode 17. <laughs> I wanted to open up today with a big thank you to our presenting sponsor, for the third year in a row, our friends at Hillebrand. Please take a minute and visit hillebrandbeer.com and see how the Bev Pros can help take your business to the next level with their amazing suite of brewery-focused solutions. Yeah, big thank you to them. Um, we also want to welcome our new gold sponsor, Arrived. Uh, we appreciate your amazing support. Awesome group of people. Um, please visit them as well. Arrived.com. That's A-R-R-Y-V-E-D.com. They provide an all-in-one POS system built and supported by hospitality experts, which is super important. As we all know, since the pandemic, handling your point of sale is super critical and Arrived is an awesome solution. So check them out. Yeah, definitely. And for everyone listening today, as you probably know, the Craft Beer Marketing Awards third annual competition has begun. We are accepting entries from all around the world in over 30 categories, and we accept entries from breweries, makers of mead, cider, hard seltzer. So visit craftbeermarketingawards.com and get your entries in. Get them in before October 29th, too, to enjoy our early bird pricing. Um, you can set those up as your entry and complete it all um, and finalize your entry before January 14th. So as long as you get them in, sign up, you get that early bird pricing, and then you can finish it out before the end of the entry period. Yeah, get that done and enjoy those savings. Um, and check out all the amazing new categories that we added this year. A lot of them with your help and feedback. And we're also heading towards 500 global judges. And they are all experts in beer, marketing, branding, design, and beyond. So make sure you get your entries in. And as they say, you have to be in it to crush it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, today, we want to welcome to the CBMA's Marketing on Top podcast, all the way from New Lenox, Illinois, uh, Matthew Ryan Sharp, the creative director, designer, and illustrator, just as a few things, for Arrowhead Ales Brewing Company. Nice. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Thanks, for, uh, thanks for talking with me today. Definitely. Uh, you can check them out at arrowheadales.com. And you instantly see a lot of very cool can designs and some really delicious looking food. Yeah, yeah, we got we got a we got a killer chef and we got a killer food menu. Oh yeah, you could tell. I mean, I'm salivating right now looking at some of those sandwiches, man. Well, uh, Matt, first off, congratulations is in order for you guys taking a 2021 Gold Crushy Award for best can design. And that was the 16 to 20 ounce category, wow. which is a very, very competitive category. Um, you won for your work on Arrowhead Ales Brewing, the Villains series. Can you tell us more about this Midwestern work ethic and this award-winning project? Yeah, for sure. So um, so the way, the way it came about with with Arrowhead Ales and doing this series of beers is I like to, the way I like to, to say it to people is 
you know, obviously we know that the the market's heavily flooded right now. There's a there's a ton of craft beer. There's a ton of breweries everywhere from the big guys to the little guys. Eight thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think there's uh, I think there's over like four hundred in Illinois alone. Um, I know it was I know it was in 2018. It was 240, but we've we well surpassed that now. So my thought process. Oh, wow has kind of been, um, you know, since this villain series, there's a lot of like bad guys from movies on the cans. I'll, I'll sort of start this story with a quote from the movie seven where uh, John Doe, Kevin Spacey's character says, you know, in the world we live in today, you can't just tap people on the shoulder anymore. You have to hit them in the back with a sledgehammer. And that probably sounds like a little abrasive, but kind of what that means is I feel like from a visual standpoint, you kind of need to push the boundaries and you need to do something, especially if nobody is aware of your brewery or your beers or, you know, you as a company, you need to do something that's going to get them to draw in a little bit closer, pick up your four or six pack, turn the labels around, invest a little bit further um, it, it's, it's kind of like what, it's kind of like what I say is if, if nobody's familiar with your brewery or your brand, a really great label on the shelf is going to kind of be like the gateway drug to that brewery. Yeah. And you're never going to sell another four pack again, based off of a good label. The contents need to match the exterior. So, you know, that's kind of like what my job is. My job is to bring in is to bring in the viewer and 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 the and the customer and then Mike Bacon who's the who's the brewer and one of the owners at Arrowhead, you know, he focuses on the contents of the beer and that's, you know, that's what we hope keeps him there. And that's I mean that's honestly it. If someone opens up that cooler door and out of all of those beers that they can choose, they chose yours. That first time, that's on the designer. If they come back and buy that beer again, that's because the brewer made good beer. And that's why that combination is uh, killer. Yeah, for sure. And I've I've always, I've always felt that way. And I've always felt like there was a level of importance with p- just packa- packaging design in general. But, you know, since we're talking specifically about craft beer, yeah, there's just, there's such a level of importance. And honestly you know, what I see craft beer as is the merge of art, art and design and science. And it's the, the, the harmonious balance between those two things merging. Don't forget, if you want to check out these amazing winning entries, visit craftbeermarketingawards.com and click on the 2021 winners gallery. Our 2020 gallery is also up there. Um, it's a great opportunity for you guys to take a look and get inspired for what you want to enter for 2022. Uh, Matt, we saw you on Fox News Chicago. You're kind of a little celebrity now uh, with yeah. your big design win. What benefits do you see with award competition you know, like the CBMAs as they relate to recognizing and celebrating that great marketing and design work that we know is out there? Something like these awards getting highlighting the hard work that goes into making the outside of the beer look just as good as the inside is. 
So I think what I think what this is going to do is as you know as the years progress and this competition kind of ramps up and ramps up more people are going to want to get involved and they're going to want to get recognition and they're going to want to see what what everybody else is doing because you know to be honest with you when i looked at the a lot of the winning categories i was looking and i mean i'm pretty well ingrained in the craft beer scene and there were a lot of breweries i had never even heard of yeah. and and every single one that I looked at, I was like, oh, man, these guys are doing killer work. These guys are doing killer work. This team's doing killer work. And it made me as um, it made me as a contemporary with these people want to investigate this designer or this brewery or look at look at this area and see what they're doing. So if someone like myself, who's who's a designer, can do that, I hope. I hope more more designers start to do it as well as just the public in general because I feel like a lot of people are 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 patrons of craft beer and a lot of people who aren't brewers or in the industry go to, you know, Great American Beer Festival in Colorado. And so I think there's a popularity with craft beer and I'd love to see you know, the, the marketing, the branding, the illustration, the graphic design, everything that's around, you know, that revolves around the visuals of craft beer. I'd love to see that get as much traction as, as craft beer has gotten in, you know, let's say like the past 10 years. And that's exactly how this was born. I mean, I'm sure you've heard the tale. Jackie and I are in the craft beer marketing world, we had been to so many craft beer tasting um, competitions and we were like, when are they going to recognize, you know, the other half of the team, the people who have to package and sell that beer. So we Googled it because we wanted to enter our own work and it did not exist. So in 2019, we said, it's the perfect time. Let's do it. And we built the craft beer marketing awards together um, on our own time. And it did really well the first year. But we recognized that there were people all around the world that uh, craft beer revolution goes beyond just the states. So we did what it took to take the competition globally now. And everyone that enters can choose the region that they're in. Uh, we have five of them um, throughout the world. And then they could also upgrade and choose to now um, compete at a global level. So you could now have this tiny brewery in South Africa, let's say, beat out a, one of the mass breweries, you know, in the state. So we love this traditional shootout style competition because at the end of the day, the judges are humans and they like what they like. So everybody has a chance and we love um, how that evens the playing field. Yeah, it's uh, I mean like I said, as soon as I got wind of this, you know, I was, uh, I was, uh, I found out too late about it for the, the 2020 season. Um, but then I, I made sure that I, you guys stayed on my radar and the, the craft beer marketing award stayed on my radar. Cause I was like, there's no way, you know, the, the next year when, when entries open up that I can, I can't let this pass, pass me by because, you know, I feel confident in, in a lot of my work, but then I think it's, I think it's fun to see kind of where you stack up. It also gets, a, gives a little bit of validation for, 
you know, the 15, 20 years that I've been in the, the design industry. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, looking at the, the judges list, there were some people there where I was like, man, to, to think that like some of my illustration and label and design work could be, um, you know, could be judged by Ralph Stedman or John Contino. That's like, that's a pretty, that, you know, that's a pretty cool thing to think about, especially because, you know, the stuff that, that John's done in the, in the last like 10 years for the design industry. And yeah, I mean, obviously Ralph Stedman's a legend. So. And Matt, you're the perfect example of exactly why Jackie and I built the CBMAs to see someone like you, who's out there doing this great work for this great brewery. And then for you to get um, ranked by these judges as uh, winning work and to take home a crushy and then to see the media and see you on the news and getting celebrated and recognized, that's that's everything we do it for. Yeah, and I, you know what, and honestly, guys, I, I appreciate it. I know we've bounced messages back and forth before this, and I've said it kind of on multiple occasions, but uh yeah, it's I mean, it's been it's been a very, very important important win for me, and it it has. It's been really, really cool to see everybody who is sort of dogpiled on top of it and been like, yeah, you, you know, you've, you above all people that we've ever known have, have sort of like earned this. And, you know, a lot of people in, in my inner circle have seen me from, you know, 20 years ago when I was in my mom's basement, like drawing pictures and, you know, and being a, an exhibiting painter to now, you know, getting some recognition for something that like, yeah, I've, I've worked, I've worked pretty hard to like get where I am. So it's, uh, and I mean, a huge thanks goes out to you guys because, um, I, I'm glad that somebody outside of me and a couple other people have like seen the importance of, of what, what these, what these awards mean. It's, you know, our industry has grown and evolved so quickly. I, I would say, you know, exponentially in the last 10 years to really become this fine arts, sophisticated, you know, highly crafted um, industry. And it's definitely time. And I think the more it catches on and the more people who find out about it and the more people who enter and the more people who win and get recognized, it'll continue to grow. But um, let's get back to you. And can one thing that you had mentioned before I thought was really interesting, can you further explain how you merge art and design you obviously have a very unconventional approach to the design process. And I think a lot of our listeners would be really interested in learning more of just what goes through your mind. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a lot of people, at least a lot of designers that I see now, um, you know, everybody has, everybody has an iPad. They'll sit down with Procreate. They'll kind of do some rough sketching. And, and a lot of people, they'll just build their labels that way. Um, for me, I come from a, I come from a very tactile background. Um, I like to draw. I like to, I like to ink my drawings by hand. Um, yeah, I'd like to, I like to build things. I like to, I don't like the, I don't, I don't like it to only be the digital process. So what I like to do is whenever I'm working on a new label, I, I first I'll sit down, me and me and Michael have a conversation. We'll talk about what we want to do. He'll talk about his ideas. I'll talk about mine. Um, you know, from a visual standpoint, it will sort of we'll we'll sort of meet on a, a general idea. 
Then from there, what I do is I do like just some rough sketching to get an overall idea of like what the main visual is going to be um, on the label. And if you see any of the labels that I've done for Arrowhead, you'll, you'll kind of know what that means. Like the left side of the label is pretty image heavy. The right side of the label is pretty like text informative heavy. And then the center of the label is, is kind of like what I would describe as like everything you need to like sell a beer. So, So it's got the brewery name. It's got the name of the beer. It's got the style and it's generally got the, uh, you know, the ABV or how many ounces or, or, or what have you. So what I'll do is I'll do some conceptual sketching. Once I arrive on a conceptual sketch that I like, I'll tighten that sketch up and get it, get it even tighter than just like the rough version. Then from there, I'll, I go to my local post office and I use their like little black and white copier and I'll either like size it up or size it down and I'll lighten it up a little bit and then I'll make a couple photocopies of it. And then what I'll do from there is I'll pick kind of which one I, I need the most room to do the inking. And then I'll re-ink over all of that line work. I just use, you know, like a a black Sharpie and some microns. And and basically what that does is that gives me my blueprint for the digital process. So then after I do that and I do all the inking, I scan it in and then I redraw everything just using a mouse and the pen tool in Adobe Illustrator and point, click, drag, point, click, drag, and I redraw everything in Adobe Illustrator. And and for a lot of people, when I tell them that process, they're like, you know, that sounds wild. They're like, that sounds completely insane. And so they're like, so what you're telling me is by the time you get to the final label, you've kind of done the main preliminary drawing four times. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly it. Right. I mean, that's, that's incredible. And, and a lot of dedication, <laughs> um, you know, thinking outside of your craft beer work. Um, can you tell us some other cool projects you've worked on? I know I've seen some stuff you've done for coffee, um, restaurants, even skateboards. Yeah, 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 for sure. So um, obviously, you know, Arrowhead Ales is, is my primary full-time job being like the creative director there. That's kind of always at the forefront. Like you said, I've done, I do work for Smuggler's Coffee. They're uh, a small coffee roaster based out of Indiana. Um, I do some, I do a, I've done probably about 12 different packages for a, a barbecue seasoning company called Flavor Anonymous. They're based out of kind of like Kentucky, Southern Illinois, um, I've done, yeah, yeah, yeah. They make, they make some killer stuff. I actually just used, uh, I actually just used some stuff on a, uh, a flat iron steak last night, some of their products. So, um, oh, I'm not, on, I'm not only a, whatever that phrase is, I'm not only a client, but I'm also a user or whatever that is from, <laughs> from, from, from hair club for men, whatever, whatever that phrase was that, that applies to me in that regard. Great byproduct of being a designer is you get to taste. Yeah, 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 for sure. And and that's kind of like the big thing is I like to work in industries that like I really enjoy. So, you know, I've also I've also done I've done a handful of skate decks for uh Shred Legion skateboards based out of California. Um I just recently branded uh, a guy who has a barbecue cooking team based in Colorado. They're called 
heifers, butts, and clucks barbecue. Um, so that was that was a that was a fun project. Wow. He kind of wanted he kind of wanted like this <laughs> scantily clad like hot pig girl. So that was I mean that was pretty that was pretty fun to <laughs> illustrate. Um, yeah, I mean without without kind of going on my computer and getting sidetracked to like all the stuff that I've done. Um, yeah, I just, I do, I do tons of stuff. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, named Brooklyn, he owns a, as crazy as it sounds, he owns a pomade company, you know, basically like grease for your hair to like style it up into a pompadour or or just, you know, style it in general, very similar to like a gel. And I do all of his, almost all of his packaging and marketing. And you wouldn't think that that's like a subculture that, has a big following, but pomade hair grease. So diverse. Pomade hair grease for your hair has a very big cult following. And I know. Yeah. Like like ten like what like ten years ago, you would have if you would have told me, hey Matt, like you're gonna be on W uh you're gonna be on Fox 32 News at almost the five o'clock spot talking about the fun drawings you do for beer labels, I would have been like, ah, I mean, that sounds like a great world I'd love to live in, but it'd be hard to convince me. And then, you know, here we are now in 2021. So cool. It's really awesome. Yeah, it's, 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 I hate to even bring this up, Matt, but we heard a crazy story. Did your house get struck by lightning and burned down? It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, you know, I'll, I, and I'll try and make this like a pretty quick story and just sort of give like the Cliffs notes. But in 2016, uh, me and my wife, we moved to, uh, we moved to Ohio. For my wife's job, I I can work remotely, so I can kind of exist wherever. Move in tail end, I believe it was February 29th, right before you know the pandemic hit. Living in the house, locked basically locked in the house. We're in our own little oasis. July 9th of July 9th of 2020 little storm rolls in nothing of any real note or valor. And, uh, yeah, our, our roof got struck by lightning. It lit up the, the roof and the attic, the fire never came below the ceiling of the second story of the home, but the fire department had to dump about 40,000 gallons worth of water, on the the roof and the ceiling, wow. and, obvi- oh, and obviously, and obviously with uh, with gravity being a thing that exists in our world, all that water just went level by level. So the you know the 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 home and our belongings and everything that were in it weren't really destroyed by the fire itself. It was destroyed by like the water damage. You know that's scary, especially in our trade with our electronic equipment and our digital archives, like. Yeah, I got goosebumps here in this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and it's even, and even more so because, you know, we live in an age where people have their stuff backed up to a cloud or they have it on a hard drive. And I did have like a, a, a backup that was about six months old and they were able to like pull everything off my iMac and put it on like the new iMac. So I got, I got very, very fortunate in that regard. Rough story. I'm I'm sorry to hear about that, and I I hope things turn around and and yeah, save to the cloud. 
um, you know, turning a little bit, let's, let's get into the positive, um, you know, by you guys out there in Illinois, you know, coming back from the pandemic, how's it going? And are there any trends that you see forming in the area? It, it's hard when you start dealing with stuff that kind of touches on like, you know, copyright stuff or intellectual property. Um, I've tried to do when, whenever we've tried to do stuff like that with Arrowhead, what I've always tried to do is rather than doing like a blatant rip off of something and just calling the beer, you know, the run of the mill name of the movie or the name of the show, or, you know, whether it be like a reference to the office or be a reference to a, a specific film, I like to try to make it a little bit cerebral, if that makes sense, to where once you look at it, you're like, oh, I feel like that kind of might be a thing that I've seen before, but it's not so blatant. Awesome. Thank you for all that incredible insight. And thanks for joining. Uh, we hope you and your team crush it again this year. And maybe we'll even get to have a beer in person at the 2022 Craft Brewers Conference which is out in Minneapolis this May. Thanks again, Matt. We really appreciate it and hope to see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.